Did you know at Kroger, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store? Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards, with no hidden fees or markups on your same family favorites, like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. The only difference is you don't have to put on shoes. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Man, it is cold as balls outside. You know, I know that I've done an episode where I mentioned that the polar ice caps are melting, and, and they are, but... You can really feel that Arctic wind come down here. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, maybe we can reverse and get everything normal again so that the Earth can actually function because it's not, it's not so bad off to where we're not feeling the cold because, whew, that's, that's a breeze out there, man. Got to make sure I start putting lotion on my face before I leave the house. Uh, anyway, let's get into it. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio. Hey, what's going on, J360 Legion? This is J-Man, of course. Welcome to episode 84 of the J-Man Show. Slowly but surely getting to 100, huh? (laughs) Back for another week of daring do, comedic insight, and of course, wondering what the hell's going on in this society gone mad. But however, we're going to do something a little different this week. We're near February. We're on our way, just pulling ourselves along, getting out of January. And we're going into another month in 2019. It's weird, though, because 2018 just went without a huff. But, I mean, 2019, though, just wants to linger. It's very interesting. However, like I said before, we're not going to go ahead and knee-deep into politics and what's wrong with society. As a matter of fact, we're going to go ahead into entertainment, into the industry that I want to be a part of. Filmmaking. Because you know what happens in February, Right. No, not Black History Month, but you're close. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that on another episode, probably 85. But, the Oscars. Yep, that's right, the Academy Awards are happening. Eh, February 24th, but hey, the nominations have landed. They've been there since, I want to say, last Tuesday, right? Yep, so in case you've been under a rock for a while, you probably noticed that there's some pretty good movies on the lineup this year. And it's not to the point where it's polarizing like La La Land and Moonlight. Even though Moonlight was one weird-ass movie. But, you know, that's that's just the Oscar season for you. But, now, for every filmmaker, whether you are aspiring or whether you are professional or whatever sort of stage in the game you're at, to be at the Oscars is a dream. To actually say that, you know what, one way or another, whatever you worked on, was actually pretty damn good for the Academy to look at so they could say, you're nominated. And considering how much money you have and how you pay to make your campaign to get in there, because remember, you have to campaign for these things. A little bit on that at another time. But the Academy saw your work and they actually liked it enough for it to be nominated. That is what every single filmmaker out here wants. To get on that stage and to get that Oscar... And the shining around and say, yeah, you see that mom and dad? Or anybody else that didn't believe in me? 
following my goals and dreams do pay off. Though I will have to pay you back for putting up with my nonsense for a while. But hey, look, there's nothing like getting out there and getting an award that you just pretty much killed yourself to get to. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people feel that way about Golden Globes, and of course they feel the same way about a Grammy. Regardless of whatever sort of award you want out there, I mean, for me, I'm going for Pulitzer, but I wouldn't mind going into getting an Oscar, even though I have my problems with the Academy. Same thing like anything else, you know, there's movies that get snubbed every year. There's a lot of bureaucracy inside of something that is big like the Academy Awards. The Film Academy has been in controversy for a long time regarding Oscars So White or whatever movie they snubbed that had a fighting chance, but, you know, they just didn't care for it because it didn't fit their overall appeal, what is creme de la creme. And it sucks, and it really does suck. And it pretty much backfires on them. To this day, people are still wondering how Marissa Tomei managed to get her Academy Award. And But the thing about it is, you're just going to have to realize... She won it. She has it. You're not getting it back. So you got to deal with it. You know? And the thing about it is, is that you see, it's never really about the film in general. It's all about the money, who's broadcasting who, who's wearing who, and all that kind of stuff. The glitz and glam part of it right then and there. It hasn't been about, I don't think it hasn't been about the films for a long time. So, you know, when you see all the superficial stuff and you see how fake it is, it's hard to look away from it to say, are these people really honest about the movies that they award the Oscar to? And in some cases, some people get snubbed a lot where they're like, I think an Oscar's overrated. I'm going to go get me a Tony instead. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's wild. People have these kind of conversations a lot. And there is a rare few of people who actually are out there that win a Golden Globe, a Tony, and an Oscar. And a Grammy. There are some people out there that have done that. Now, a lot of you out there are inspiring filmmakers and performers and content creators. You know, what exactly is an award that you all wanted to win at one time? I mean, for me, it was definitely Pulitzer. Oscar, depending on how I feel about the Academy. Golden Globes. I did win a humanitarian award. I didn't win it. I want one. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I can see myself writing a few plays and getting a Tony. And it's just little things like that that, you know, it gives you that fight to go on. And you look at it and you're like, all right, well, I go further from here. I make the mark. I do what I have to do for it. But of course, you know, there are people out there who say, well, you know, you have to go through a lot of this. You have to go through rigorous moments, uh, all this extra stuff. It's like, you know what, the hell with all that. I say just step into the business. I say just go ahead and do what you need to do. I see it a lot where a lot of um, content creators are sitting there saying, gee, uh, how, how do I write this script? I'd always raise a brow at that because I'm like, okay, before you spend money on anybody's passive income for a masterclass or whatever, this is what you do. You go ahead, you write all your stuff down, and you go ahead and get some sort of outline going so you can see where the characters are on their way to. And then once you're done doing that, then you take a look at it, analyze it, not criticize, analyze it, write it, pull stuff apart, 
reorganize it again and rewrite it. And then just keep rewriting it until you know you're done because at the point, everything's organized and laid out for you. And you have the right reader there to help you along the way. Now granted, it has to be somebody you trust, but I will say this. <clears throat> Don't be afraid. Just write it down. You sit there for a moment, you say, oh, I'm scared of being a success. I'm scared of all this other stuff. You're scared of the attention that you might get. You're scared of the fact that people are going to say something about you, and they will talk about you no matter what it is. I, I don't care. As soon as you have haters, as soon as you have people who neglect and all this stuff, they're going to say these things. And it's sad. But the point is, is this. You don't have to stop doing what you love because of that. Go forward. Prove everybody wrong if you need to. And then there's a chance that you might, in some form or another, get a chance to win an award like this. And if you want to start small and you want to get to where you need to be, I suggest checking out FilmFreeway.com. Because Film Freeway accesses to a lot of independent filmmaking, independent filmmaking awards from screenwriting to... Uh, you know, premieres, like, like say, like, with Cannes. I think, no, you got to directly do Cannes, I think, but they probably have access to them. But different festivals are all lined up on FilmFreeway.com, and it's easy to use. And no, I'm not getting paid for them to do that, because I'm a part of it as well. You see what I'm saying? I don't use Without a Box. Without a Box seems kind of complicated. But, you know, Film Freeway is the one that I use. So I'm helping all you out with that one. But, as I go into this whole thing... Let's take a look at what's on the lineup for Best Picture. Oh, okay. This one's making headlines. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born. I figured that would be there. Uh, Vice. Hmm. All right. You know, that's not too bad. Uh, not a bad lineup. Eh, not bad. I mean, I like Black Panther. Don't get me wrong. I think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen but you know at the same time I've seen a lot of movies growing up to the point where Black Panther is similar to it but it has a good story great actors phenomenal music and not to mention the visuals that have that that, that movie alone has multiple entries in this Academy Awards this year so you know that's that would be my number one pick but you know Black Klansman I gotta give it up to I, I gotta give it up to Spike Lee, man. He's still holding it down in his era. Whether you feel about his films or not, whether you're like, hey, you know what, I like School Days, but I just didn't care how he did Malcolm X, or I like Mo Better Blues, but at the same time, I just don't care for Shariq. <laughs> the man is still working. And of course, his spats with Tyler Perry are always classic, but then again, that's the thing about Spike Lee. If he doesn't really care about what you do and all that sort of scenario, he will get in your face about it. But man, I got I got nothing but respect for him. Makes me want to sign up for his masterclass. But like I said, before you do any of that stuff, remember, masterclass is important. But if you really feel as though you need to make a film, make a film. You know, you never know. It might actually be decent. I never seen the favorite. I have not seen Green Book, so might have to check those out. Some of these you got to look at, if not all. Bohemian Rhapsody will be competition. Now. You see, as somebody who's always been a Queen fan, growing up ever since the Highlander movie, it's amazing to me that when this movie came out, 
Well, you don't even necessarily just have to go Highlander. You can talk about Wayne's World if you want to. The first one. But, you know, when Bohemian Rhapsody came out, just like how everybody became a superhero fan when Iron Man came out, everybody's a Queen fan now. That movie right there was pretty damn good. Especially from the lead actor, um, uh, Rami Malek, who played, um, who played Freddie Mercury. And that was his singing. That, that was his voice. It's like, what? You know, but he did it so well. And he looks just like him. Where do they find these people that look exactly like the ones that are actually in the bio picture? You know what I'm saying? Like, the guys from NWA look just like the younger versions of Eazy-E and company. Not to mention how Chadwick Boseman looked similar to James Brown in his heyday. It's like, what the hell? It is so scary how they do this. And of course, let us not forget Notorious and All Eyes on Me. It made me realize that, oh my goodness, Tupac finally came back from the mainland to be in a bio picture about his life? What the hell is this? <laughs> oh man I can't wait till the R. Kelly bio picture comes out but then again I think he already had enough uh, notoriety in his life uh, I don't know see they should have called on that stuff early I, 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 you know what I've already said enough of that in 82 and then of course you got um, let's see the actors in the supporting role you got you got Cottonmouth himself well he, he doesn't like be called Cottonmouth but Mashallah Ali from Green Book you got Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Alright, I better write that down because that sounds like a movie I need to watch. Sam Rockwell and Vice. Now, you all know about Vice, right? That's the movie with Dick Cheney, which um, Christian Bale did a damn fine job being Dick Cheney because I don't know which one was more of an a-hole. The real Dick Cheney or <laughs> fictional Dick Cheney? Oh, no, trust me, man. If you ever take the time in your lifetime, because this is somewhat of a history show, too, really look up what Dick Cheney's life was like. Everything, the wow factor is just amazing. But then again, I don't speak no less from a man who goes to, goes to quail hunting and shoots his friend, not even wild quail hunting, it's tame quail hunting, and shoots his friend in the eye and makes his friend apologize to him. Like I said, the world's been a lot more bizarre before whatever has happened right now. This is just ups off the rails. Now, of course, you know there's the foreign language film department. Uh, some of these films, I think you can stream, but this one's called Capernaum. One's called Cold War. Other one's called Never Look Away. Roma, Roma again. Uh, and Shoplifters. Mm, never seen any of those. If any of you seen any of them, uh, feel free to send me something in my email about it or, you know, use the J360 hotline. We got short documentaries. We got Black Sheep. We got Endgame, Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, period, end of sentence. Never seen it. Never seen any of those. Uh, documentary feature, full length. Uh, let's see. Free Solo, Hale County, This Morning, This Evening. Mining the Gap, which I'm pretty assuming because of that, we never stop talking about it. Has to deal with the pay pay gap uh, scenario. Let's see, of Fathers and Sons, RBG. Okay, more stuff for me to look at. Um, original songs, All the Stars with Black Panther. That was a damn fine song. I listen to that every night. You know what I mean? 
it really helps chill my soul, you know, it gives me something to think about from time to time. Now, I like that. See? Multiple, multiple entry. Uh, here's another one called I'll Fight by RB, for RBG. Uh, Shallow, A Star is Born. Some of you people out there that watch A Star is Born won't like that one. Uh, wow, Mary Poppins has an entry in this one. Mary Poppins Returns, The Place Where Lost Things Go. Uh, let's see, A Cowboy Trace His Spurs for Wings, The Ballad of Buster Shrugs. Hey, how come The Ballad of Buster Shrugs didn't make it for Best Picture? Is it a snub? That's up for you and the J360 Legion to know about. Uh, here's a good one, Animated Features lineup. Let's see, Incredibles 2. Okay, bet. People have been waiting on that movie. And from what I heard, it's done pretty well. From what I saw, I really didn't care for the villains as much. But then again, you kind of can tell when the villain was around. And was somebody that had ties to the ideals of super-powered humans. And, you know, their, their differences alike. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't on par with the way Syndrome did. And the only reason why I'm talking about this in vague tones is because a lot of people didn't see Incredibles 2. You know? There's always that special group of people be like, Hey, you spoiled it for us. Yeah, right. Uh, there's another one called Mirai. I didn't see that one. See, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which I missed out on. That was a missed opportunity. I, I thought that was pretty awesome. You know, the fact that him and Vlapier are traveling around in the, uh, in the Internet. And then, they, you know, some at some point she meets up with the other Disney princesses. And that right there just, you know... Made my childhood come back. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was pretty awesome. And even had some of the original voice actresses uh, reprise their roles, which was pretty cool. Now, this one I think is going to steal this one by storm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. A well-done film for all people who love Spider-Man. Spider-Man is the quintessential superhero that everybody knows about, got in the comics from, can relate to on that level. Though a lot of people, when we go through our angry teen phase, we're all about Batman, right? But Spider-Man was always there for us, so... And this deals with not only Peter Parker's Spider-Man a little bit, it also primarily deals with Miles Morales' Spider-Man, which everybody is receptive to now. And I love that. So, yeah, I think Spider-Man has that one won. Uh, let's see, Adapted Screenplay, uh, Ballad of Buster Shrugs. Which, why the hell didn't he get on Best Picture? Anyway, look. Black Klansman. Okay, yeah. Can You Ever Forgive Me? If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star Is Born. Now, before... Hmm. You know, I just didn't care for A Star Is Born. I'm sorry, I, I just didn't. The movie's been remade, like, multiple times, but it's not to say that people did not sit down and actually write their own spin on it, which I'm sure they have done, and they took bits and pieces from the other movies that were made. I can't knock it for that, but I just didn't care for it. I mean, like, I like Bradley Cooper for what he's done, you know, and I like Lady Gaga for some of the things that she's done in music, but I just didn't care about the movie that involved both of them in it. And Bradley Cooper directed that film now that I think about it. So, I don't know. Interesting, but these are adapted screenplays anyway, so, you know, you gotta give some give some credit to it. Black Klansman, I think, is probably gonna take that one. Let's see, original screenplay. First Reform, Green Book, Roma, The Favorite, and Vice. Personally, I think it might be between Green Book and Vice. 
actor in a leading role. Let's see, Christian Bale, Vice, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, which is another movie that I think got snubbed. Uh, Rami Malek, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen, Green Book. This is a three-way hit. Because, see, Christian Bale in Vice, like I said, he did a phenomenal role playing as Dick Cheney. Uh, Rami Malek as the immortal Freddie Mercury is like, uh, you know, right then and there. It's like, I don't think he's going back to Mr. Robot anytime soon, is he? Because he's on that new level now. I mean, like, to this day, it's like, that that's that's hard to come by. And Viggo Mortensen, of course, you know, Aragorn and Lord of the Rings, he's done such a great job in Green Book working with Ali. It's just... Yeah, that's that's gonna be a three way hit. And of course, some of you Willem Dafoe fans out there be like, "Well, you know what? At Eternity Gate was good." And it's like, hey, at the end of the day, I, it's it's this is my show. Those are my top three. All right, let's see actress in a leading role. Yeah, Litsa Aparico and Roma. I'm not seeing it yet. Uh, Glenn Coast, the wife. Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, Olivia Colman, The Favorite, and Melissa McCartney, and Can You Ever Forgive Me? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. I think Lady Gaga probably has this one. I think Lady Gaga's got that one. Uh, for director, let's see. Of course, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Pau. Paul Likowski, if you ever watch this show and I get your name wrong, I'm, I apologize. Cold War, Yorgos Lanthimos, Lanthimos, I mean, the favorite, Alfonso Coron, Roma, Adam McKay, and Vice. Hmm, okay, in my opinion, it would be between Adam McKay and Spike Lee. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if any of the other three have, have a shot, too, especially the one that did Cold War. For production designers, Black Panther again, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. Black Panther's got that on lockdown. The visuals in that movie alone were just outstanding. I mean, from the designs of Wakanda over to the the fight sequence for the ritual, and then leading into like like the the whole damn battle sequence in that movie was just whew, chez magnifique. So at the end of the day, we can't necessarily rule that out. Now, with cinematography, because i got to go ahead and wrap this up. Cinematography, you got Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, A Star is Born. You know, I keep hearing about Roma. i probably watch Roma tonight. But I say for cinematography, uh, hmm. I'll say Cold War. Costume design, of course you know, they got the Ballad of Buster Shrugs in there, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, Mary Queen of Scots. I'm going to go ahead and say Black Panther. Sound editing, A Quiet Place, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma. It's between, it's between Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody. Sound mixing is Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody. For me, for me. And then you got, wow, you know the animated short film selection is getting better every year. That is the one that really kind of makes me want to come back, you know what I mean, and fully be into it. So, actually, I haven't seen, I haven't seen One Small Step, but Weekends was damn good. 
Live action short film. Mm, I haven't seen any of those, so I can't really say anything. Original score, Black Panther. I'll say that right off the bat. Uh, visual effect. Oh, Avengers Infinity War got strong visual effects, huh? <laughs> oh, wow. Even Solo, A Star Wars Story, which is one of the most polarizing films in 2018. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Ready Player One and First Man, and then there's Christopher Robin. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and probably say uh, Avengers Infinity War. But then again, a lot of people like nostalgia, so Ready Player One has a shot. Even though I really didn't care for the movie of Ready Player One. I liked the book, I didn't, I didn't care for the movie though. Because the, the whole point of that movie, the whole point of the book anyway, is not to lock yourself indoors and to go out and live life. And they did it okay in the book, but the movie was kind of clumsy in places. And there's other categories involved in this too, like, you know, the film editing... And then the hairstyle and makeup, you know. Like, those are things y'all can check out on your own. As a matter of fact, the only thing I really care about is the other sides of the aesthetics. Not necessarily that. But, you know, and I'm like this, though. It feels kind of limited, but at the same time, they seem to have made a decent choice on what they wanted. They wanted. I still say the Ballad of the Buster Shrug should have got a best picture, you know, look into. But, hey, it is what it is. It'll win awards in other ways. And speaking of which, when you look at this kind of stuff, you just realize that this is something based off of their opinion. So just because they base it off their opinion doesn't mean that, you know, it's the end-all, be-all. You know what I'm saying? You can win awards in other ways because we still have to get a Razzie list. And I can't wait to see what's on that because it gets funnier every year. And the Academy has always had a lot of problems when it comes to not just what is nominated on the show, but how they go about producing the show. I mean, from their hosting issue, which is, you know, which amazes me. I wonder why they didn't go back for Kimmel or any of the other people that are top comedians. I mean, heck, they could have done Chris Rock again. Or you know what? Hey, why not have Dave Chappelle host? It's just, it's little things like that. I mean... Like, or hell, you know what they should have done? They should have stuck to their guns and said, you know what? Let's have Kevin Hart be a part of it anyway. Now, I know before y'all get mad, I said, well, did you see what Kevin Hart said about gays? Did you know that was said in 2009? 2019 now. A person can change in 10 years, unless you're like 75 and trying to destroy the government. And I know he's not 75, but you know, you, you might as well put him up there. The thing about it is, is that, you got to know how to forgive people, too. I think we've forgotten that along the way, that people can change. And you got to learn how to forgive people. Give them a shot. Let them go ahead and have their good time. Because Kevin Hart is one of the most successful comedians on the rise right now. Now, despite that, we all have our problems with him. Like, some of the movies that he make, you know, they're kind of similar to the way he always is. Like, the one I really didn't care for was... No, two of them I didn't care for was Ride Along 2. And you know, central intelligence with The Rock. I just didn't care for his acting. You know what I mean? It was just so dry. And then, I don't know. I, I just didn't care for it. He was flanderized to the point where it was like he was annoying instead of, you know, you could relate to him. Like in the first ride along, you could relate to him. In the second one, you know, it's just, oh, he's more of the nerd than Ice Cube. So that's just how it goes. I think there's supposed to be a ride along three. Hopefully they'll bring him back to, you know, his grounded level in that. 
But that happens with a lot of sequels. I mean, you know, if it doesn't happen in the first sequel, chances are it's going to happen in the second sequel. But as it is, that's one of my problems with the Academy. It's like, you know, sometimes the controversy that comes in there overrides the whole status of the show. I don't care about this other stuff. And now they're going to say, well, we're going to try to be hostless for the first time. And yada, yada, yada. It's like, I, I, I don't care. Just do your show. I don't care if you brought Kevin Hart back. Which would have been a lot more cleaner. But that's the thing about everybody. People will look at this stuff. They will not allow you to make a mistake. And even if you made some mistakes and stuff... They will not allow you to live it down. It's beyond ridiculous at this point. And I'm like, what do you get out of it? Are you jealous because the guy makes money? Are you jealous because the guy is actually a businessman? Or, like, what are you jealous at? I mean, it's not like he's out there stealing people's jokes like a certain comedian that was actually popular in the early 2000s. Yeah, Carlos Mancia, remember? I mean, hell, you could have asked him. You could have asked George Lopez to host. There's a lot of people out there that they could have looked to talking to, I mean, even Tiffany Haddish, but they just don't, they just don't allow themselves to do what they need to do, right, and then, of course, because of social media, we all have to throw in our two cents, and then there's times where we have to be quick about it, we don't have to think about it, we have to be quick, which is why a lot of, a lot of conversation happens, because some of us want to use common sense, but a lot of us want to be edgy, just be edgy, I'm tired of that. They couldn't have me on the Academy panel. I'll tell you why. Because I would point out a lot of the inaccuracies and stuff that's wrong with them. But I would try to provide a solution, too. And because that solution would be a good idea, oh, they would be quick to just announce me and get me off the board. And good luck with that. If I'm part of any board, good luck getting me off of it. That's all there is. Because I will fight for my spot. But, yeah, I just, uh, from what I can see for all the entries, the entries look good. It's just that, you know, it's going to be, for me, it's going to be between Black Panther, Black Klansman, and Bohemian Rhapsody. It's going to be, it's going to be within all three of those for these categories. So let's just hope that we actually have a pretty credible show here, even though you know something's going to go down. And then props to Black Panther for being the first Marvel superhero film to actually get these nominations. And, I mean, it's Cousin Infinity War is sitting there in visual effects. And, I mean, you could go ahead and debate about it. does the movie stand on its own and all this. I think, at the same time, it's fine for the fact that Black Panther was a groundbreaking film. So, either way, it's all going to go to Disney. And then, of course, you know, Into the Spider-Verse. Because I, I want to see Sony win one, you know what I'm saying? They did a fine job with that. Now, granted, what has been coming out of the woodwork over there hasn't been on par with a lot of things. But that movie actually made them look credible. So I got nothing but props for that. But yeah, a lot of you aspiring and, and, and filmmakers that need to be inspired. I mean, hell, this is your time. Like, look at that stuff and say, you know what? I can do something like that just as good, if not better, and give yourself a fighting chance to make those movies. Like for me myself, I still got to go ahead and wrap up a few things around here, but it needs to be done. I mean, chances are I'll make mistakes, but you know what? I don't care. At least this stuff is watchable. And that's what you have to remember. As a matter of fact, maybe I could do one where I give you guys a free masterclass on things. 
Yeah, <laughs> why not? Now, granted, I can't brand myself as that, but I'm going to try to work on a few things because I mean to put some new stuff up on YouTube. But before we uh, head off tonight, I do have to go ahead and remind you all of something. In case you didn't realize, the J360 Powerplay is back. I have episode one sitting up there on the YouTube channel. Maybe I'll drop a link for everything. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'll drop a link for everything in the description box below. But it's on the YouTube channel right now. And how this whole new scenario goes is, is this. First, you're going to get the live presentation like you do here on Spreaker. And then it goes out to all the other podcast outlets. But for the Power Play, you're going to see it on Twitch. And then it's going to go over to the YouTube channel. All right, like, and then as I grow and I keep building J360 TV, you're going to see all the other channels come into play, but it always starts on Twitch. So the one you really need to be aware of is twitch.tv slash J360 TV. Now, the game I'm playing was the game that I was going to start with this whole new scenario with anyway. It was called Onimusha Warlords. And see, they re-released it on PS4 and re-releasing things. A lot. But, and they do, and they do. Why, I mean, why create something new? Piggyback off of the things that made you a household name anyway. Sega does it with Sonic. I mean, I figure, you know, but of course, they're starting to look at themselves now because they got Streets of Rage 4 coming, which will probably be another entry. Oh, who am I kidding? Yes, it will. For the Power Play series here, I look at Onimusha because it was a part of my gaming history, and as soon as it came out, I had to get it again. And when I started playing it, I heard all of the classy music and all of the things that made the game enjoyable and fun. And just just everything came back in a full flare, you know? Like you're hacking and slashing against demon hordes to rescue a princess. Now, for those of you feminists out there, I know you're offended by that scenario, but that's just the way it goes down in feudal Japan. Because you also get to play against, but you also need to love the game because you get to play as a badass Konoichi named Kaede. Yup. And the thing is, for what she collects and what she kills, you get all of the recipients from that for your main samurai character, so that levels them up. The strong voice acting is back. The easy gameplay is back. Even though the movement controls are kind of clunky from here to there, like, when you use the thumbstick, chances are you'll pop the map up on accidentally. I've done it a couple of times. But, you know, it's just amazing that they went back and they fixed it up the way they did. I mean, they upscaled the graphics. Of course, that's a thing. Always been a thing. <laughs> but the music is so dynamic, and the audio just is it's just amazing. And because it's so good, I'm going to need a few things from Capcom. I'm going to need Onimusha 2, 3... And the fourth one, to complete the whole set. I just want those games out. Hell, while you're at it, just get the party game, too, that they were trying to make that was similar to Super Smash Brothers. I would give it, I would give it a rank of 4 out of 5. And you wonder why I'm not saying 5 out of 5? Because no game is perfect. But for that game alone, definitely 4 out of 5. And I will give you Power Play Episode 2 this Saturday at... 11 a.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash j360tv. So I'll be streaming that. And in case you're wondering, you get to see my handsome face as I work on that scenario. And if you want to, you can chat with me as I'm playing through the game. And, you know, we'll just go from there. 
And considering how the game is a survival horror game in aspects, if I die, that's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be the death reel. <laughs> yeah, because every so often in the power play, you know, if I win all the time, there's no enjoyment there. So, you'll get a death reel every so often as I make this stuff. Yeah, because it's funny. And, you know, and I don't mind what your commentary is, but you're going to get it. But yeah, so far, like, Capcom's been doing a solid when it comes to their re-releases. Like, they re-released Mega Man 1 and 2, well, you know, well, Volume 1 and Volume 2 of the classics. Then they re-released Mega Man X Volume 1 and Volume 2, which was kind of a hit or miss. Because, like, the first set of those Mega Man X games were just phenomenal. Phenomenal. But somewhere around X3, I, I, it was weird. But X4 managed to bring the series back to prominence x5 was damn good should have been the end and then you know you got x6 is well it depends on who's talking and then you got x7 through what was it wasn't was it x7 through miss missile command or something like that either way they weren't all that fun I, I didn't really care for those i just did dealt with it to complete the set but then you look at um and then you look at the fact that they made mega man 11 which is pretty much saying, in your face, Mighty Number no. 9. It just goes to show that they can go ahead and create some new stuff on their old IPs if they want to. They just need incentive to do so. And they even done right by Street Fighter V for right now. I just hope they don't mess it up. But you know what? As things are updated, there's a chance that that might go wrong too. But for right now, I just want Capcom to know that they did me a solid. You know, It makes me believe in their brand again. So let's see if Konami can do that. Because then I'll start doing Konami playthroughs. But I got a lot of things to present to you all anyway in this week. So I'll just go ahead and wrap it up here, okay? Now, I want to thank everybody for coming in and listening to me on episode 84. You know, we're going to be talking about some more films because it's getting closer to an event I'd like to call Movie Marathon Month. So that means that I'll go ahead and I'll take a series of each and every single movie that I can find. And I will go ahead and go through the scenarios of watching those movies, and I'll go ahead and describe to you about them. You know, like from what I think, what the reviews are, and where, you know, it seems like things are going. Something to look forward to, right? Right. So, stay tuned for that. And meanwhile, I want you all to send me some emails on anything, or go ahead and call the J360 hotline. That's 240-903-1634. Hey, you know, leave some voicemails if you have any sort of questions or whatnot. Because, hey, this is a very interactive show, so opening it up for all of you, it just helps us stay as strong as the community should. Okay? But until then, this is Jay signing off. Y'all take it easy, and I'll see you next time.